Welcome to Beyond the Capital from Supertech and our brand new series. This year, the Commonwealth Games are coming to Birmingham, so to celebrate, we'll be doing our own baton relay. We're making virtual visits to as many of the Commonwealth countries as we can, exploring their startup and scale-up scenes. And we'll hear from UK-based businesses with Commonwealth connections. Beyond the Capital is the podcast series that explores the professional services tech scene outside of London. I'm Hilary Smith-Allen. In this episode, we're exploring the prop tech scene in Australia and hearing from a Birmingham-based business that's recently expanded there. Shelley Chung is the managing partner of Reach Australia, a scale-up programme for Australian real estate companies wanting to expand globally. She said that the country has a recent but very diverse prop tech scene that punches well above its weight for the size of the population. But it has one major difference. The way real estate assets are assembled in Australia is that it is a lot of... uh, a lot of nothing in the country in between geographically. We've got sort of five major cities and a lot of sort of the middle having not a lot of uh, population. So as a result, we're a huge country. We're as big uh, land mass wise as the continental US, but very, very little population. So our real estate tends to sort of reflect that. We've got a lot of single family homes outside of the key commercial real estate cities. As a result, we tend to sort of have a mix of really great residential real estate technology as well as really great commercial real estate technology. So this is very uh, similar to the kind of startups and scale-ups that have done well in the ecosystem, comparing a lot of copycat kind of models that were popular in the tech scene for several years. Australia actually doesn't have a lot of copycat cat technology you know it it very much comes up with brand new diverse technologies that I know I haven't seen much of in the states and you know these companies do well in Australia as a test bed and then actively move overseas and reach has sort of been part of this journey as well. Shelley told us that a number of Australian companies such as Box Brownie and Open Negotiation are making the leap overseas. She also highlighted some trends to keep an eye on. We have a lot of ESG-relevant technology. We have a lot of technology that is is very um, climate-tech-focused, smart cities-focused as well. So this is, I think, in part given to the fact that we are close neighbours to Asia. Asia's real estate makeup is quite different. They've got a lot of residential towers that sort of cross over to sort of commercial real estate in a lot of ways, um, certainly the way they're managed centralized management so as a result ESG smart cities you know residential tower technology and management of those uh, tend to sort of be really popular and will continue to be really popular in our region I'm expecting actually a lot of Australian technology instead of typically going over to the US and UK they will actually start looking at Asia being our close neighbours certainly with South Southeast Asia also coming into its own over the next few decades. I I think a lot of this technology will uh, start moving to Asia and also a lot of uh, Asia technology moving our way as well. We've certainly had uh, in the Reach Australia portfolio uh, a good, probably about half of the 
portfolio are Singapore companies. This year we've accepted actually our first India company as well as our first Indonesian company. So those companies are certainly starting to tackle and come into the Australian prop tech ecosystem. So be aware of that, um, any Australian prop techs uh, listening in. COVID-19 has driven prop tech innovation, addressing challenges in retail and hospitality. But she said that another sector is also worthy of attention. I think that the one of the key sectors that tends to be missed in a lot of the real estate sector and is certainly an opportunity in, in Australia as well as Asia is the aged care area. That area is in significant need of innovation. Australia's actually been under quite a bit of scrutiny in terms of how that particular sector is managed. So I would highly encourage any companies looking for problems to solve, the retail sector, the hospitality sector, as well as the aged care sector, are areas that we we need a lot of attention. That was Shelley Chung of Reach Australia. I spoke to Mike Bristow, the CEO and co-founder of Crowd Property, a Birmingham-based company that's recently expanded into Australia. Morning, Mike. Thanks for joining us. Could you begin by briefly explaining Crowd Property, what you do and where you think you're differentiated in the market? Sure. Yeah. Hi, Hills. It's great to be here. I think most importantly, every business has to start with a fundamental pain, right? And and that, that insight is better if you felt that pain yourself. Okay. So back in 2013, 2014, three of us came together and said, isn't it a pain raising finance for property projects? And this sort of goes back to a lot of our experiences as investors and developers in, uh, in, in property, but also back to my days in advising private equity buyouts and the growth strategy for those private equity portfolio businesses that says, right, customer is everything, right? And I think that's lacking generally in financial services, and I think it's especially lacking in the property development space. Right. And we can see that and, uh, ourselves, we could see it at the time ourselves, and you can see it at top level numbers where house building output from small and medium sized developers fell from 30% of supply pre-global financial crisis to 10% of supply by 2017. Why? Well, in our research, the biggest pain is the sources of finance. So we set out to go and build the best property development finance business in in the country, if not in the world. And by putting the customer, the needs, at the centre of our proposition and and the pains. So so what do we do? We've built the best small and medium-sized property development lender in the market, right? That is our borrower side of the marketplace and our investor side of the marketplace. Where does that capital come from? comes from everyday people and increasingly major global institutions who see what we're doing, see our track record and want to be involved as well. And we've built a diverse mix of investors. And you need a load of technology and a load of expertise to support that operation. I'm glad you brought up technology because I'm going to push you on this a little bit because everybody hopefully goes into business aspiring to be the best and to solve that pain point. So how how are you going about achieving that and that technology point? Where, where does that come into delivering on pain point yeah it's absolutely paramount so we are a fintech prop tech intersect business and 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 there are a few that sit in that space but we're leveraging the best of fintech knowledge expertise and development and uh, and evolution uh, and also the same with with prop tech to build a better proposition for those developers but fundamentally and this is really important okay 
I don't think any business is purely tech first, right? It's got to be customer first, and it's got to deliver that through technology and other means, right? And the way we look at it is you cannot perfectly algorithm property development lending, okay? There are a lot of nuanced risk aspects that the human brain needs to understand, right? First and foremost. However, there's a hell of a lot of technology we can apply to the efficiency of our platform, our operations, our workflow, our customer delivery, our matching of supply and demand of capital, capital management, etc., etc. And we leverage a load of technology and deliver a load of technology, all built in-house uh, on our proprietary technology platform in this office in Birmingham. But that is accompanied by so technology for efficiency and expertise for effectiveness of that lending. So our vision is to uh, put technology and automation into every single aspect of our business and our customer delivery, except for those that need sophisticated expertise and human interpretation to make ultimate decisions in property development lending. You pointed to a physical office where you're sat now, which I presume is in Birmingham. Could you tell us a bit about that choice? Sure. So we're based in Birmingham, partly because the founders of the business were, were, were based in Birmingham, the West Midlands, and felt like a natural place for us to establish this business. But actually, in hindsight, that was a strategic genius, because actually, if you look at many of the financial services businesses, fintech businesses, prop tech businesses, etc., who have London bases, if I had this business base in, in London, I would not have a 55-strong team, I'd have a 20-strong team. And that has a fundamental difference in terms of the trajectory, the sophistication, the customer delivery, etc., that I can build into this business, let alone the technology development that we're able to do. Fundamentally, there are three key points. There's fixed cost advantage, right? Better resource business. Secondly, and there's part A and part B on this, supply and demand of talent, right? London has an amazing talent pool of software engineering and property, which is the core of our business but it is very, very competed for. Birmingham has a really good talent pool, okay, and it's less competed relatively. Okay, so I can attract talent on that, that basis and fish in a, 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 a better talent pool, or a talent pool with a better supply-demand balance. Right? Um, and I can also build and make a splash about our business and create the attraction and the employer brand that is Crowd Property. And then finally, we deal with physical uh, assets all around the country, and Birmingham and its central location really gives us advantage for accessing those markets because we need to get out. It's not just about the technology, it's also about the people and the people relationships with the customers that we build. Which all makes lots of intuitive sense, but presumably you're not springboarding by foot or by car to your other location, which you've expanded into this year. Um, probably couldn't have chosen anywhere further. So can you unpack the, the Australian part for us? We're very interested in the Commonwealth this year. So, yes. So we certainly didn't expand to uh, Australia for my love of 7A and board meetings. But, uh, however, my background is a lot about uh, international expansion strategies for private equity-owned businesses. And we threw a, a hell of a lot of thinking and planning and, and, and observing the textbook of how to expand internationally. And Australia was standout opportunity for us on many, many different dimensions, which I won't go into in detail uh, right now, but it was very, very well thought through and planned. And 
Sure enough, it was accidental and coincidental that it aligns with an Ashes Tour Down Under. Um, the, 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 the theory was that I was meant to be out there right now. Um, there might be an Adelaide Test match going on. But however, those plans got scuppered. And uh, whilst I am a big cricket fan, that's, that's unrelated, uh, even though I've, I've been accused of that internally. But um, it, it's been a challenge, right? So and uh, not being able to go out there uh, for obvious reasons has been a challenge. I'm scheduled to go out there in May. Uh, that may be a question mark uh, still. But we're all operating businesses, whether around the corner or, or, or the other side of the world, remotely and driving that through and knowledge sharing and, and getting the most effective transmission of what we're doing, the brilliant things we're doing here in the UK and replicating those in Australia, all of that IP and know-how to drive that business growth far, far quicker. So we're super excited about the Australian market and that is, uh, that is a, it's a major play to, to launch a wholesale brand new, you know, whole proposition in a different market. It's, it's quite different than serving a, say, a software as a service provision into a different market. It's very, very engaged on the ground. So you have to do those international expansion uh, steps very, very uh, carefully and thought through. But this is a major proof point for the international scalability of our business. And it's interesting there, just that expansion to thinking about, well, what is local knowledge? Where is the point at which sort of technology takes over and you expanded on that earlier about the efficiency side of the process? But um, yeah, what what are the key attributes then, or the people that you've needed in Sydney, where your, your other operation is? To, to make that happen and to make the leap around the world. Yeah, so uh, we so we have local operations, local people, right? This, uh, you know, people are absolutely paramount, especially in the sector. As I say, it's not a pure tech play, uh, but we can massively tech differentiate ourselves in this market, and and that gives us the expansion potential. So you know, we serve all of those technology requirements uh, as well as marketing, brand, collateral, and the IP of how to grow a, a, a great fintech prop tech business from the UK, and and knowledge sharing that into Australia to to really unlock uh, faster scalability there. But yeah, the, the, all of the all of the technology development is is uh, based out of our office in Birmingham. Going to change tact. What's the biggest lesson you've learned through running Crowd Property? I think this is very, very straightforward in terms of identifying it. It's just very complex, right? And that's people, right? It's absolutely paramount. The, the biggest challenge to growth, uh, to, to growing a, a business is people, right? Just after our first equity raise, uh, first material equity raise, we've raised about 4 million uh, equity capital to grow the business. Um, back in January, February 2018, just post that, the first hire was a people director, right? The business was six people at the uh, at time. It's now 55. Okay, we've probably recruited about 70 in total. We've had very, very few regretted leaps. Um, we've had some recruitment errors. But, but we, we do think, we do think those natural recruitment errors that always happen and the issues that we've had are very much lower than it could have been without thinking this through very, very carefully right at the start uh, and appointing that people director. That people director sits on the board. That is absolute strategic priority of the business, as is growing our employer brand, our attraction, fishing that talent pool that I talked about. And if you get all of those things right, your path to growth and, and realising potential is a hell of a lot easier. And if there was one key takeaway then, probably building on that or something else that you wanted listeners to take from this conversation, what would that be? I would say get 
people in recruitment right, but that's that we, we sort of talked about that. The other thing I'd say is is relentless focus. I use a phrase; it's probably slightly outdated now. Is 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 you, you don't see Tiger Woods playing much tennis, right? You know, the only way you become world class is by bettering yourself, doing more, doing it more and more and more, practicing and practicing and practicing, learning, iterating, getting better, serving customers better, all of that, uh, that stuff. Relentless focus and just don't think about anything else. Um, and then you will drive a world-class business. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you. It's been a pleasure talking to you. That was Mike Bristow, CEO and co-founder of Crowd Property. If you've enjoyed this episode, please rate, review and subscribe or follow Beyond the Capital on Apple, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hilary Smith-Allen. Thanks for listening.